in my community, my culture, the black community. Dance is how we talk. It's what helps us overcome. What do you feel? What does this song make you feel? And what happens if the beat just drops? Boom. What does that make you feel? I'm here to serve people by any means necessary. Is what I'm doing, this this green light that I'm feeling, does it benefit others? Sure. How many? Sure. How? I grew up on welfare and I uh, remember, you know, when I was younger, I said, I'll never be on welfare. I'll never. I remember even during that time I had to go and apply for welfare. It was really, really hard. Just going to the office and then going to the office and seeing people that used to take your classes. Sure. And so just like, oh, oh no. God. Oh. I still get nervous each time and which is it's just a conversation yeah. you know but the yeah. whole thing it, it it uh you know i just it went so big so quick and i think people are just wanting to see good good yeah we know it's bad we've had we've had ample yeah yeah exactly we know we got problems. and then you know long for just people talking and hearing yeah. stories and what happened was like I, in the height of the stuff with my daughter, I shared with you, she's yeah. a cancer survivor. Which um, one? The older one. Okay. The, yeah. Okay. Um, I think she, she was sure at the piano. She is a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. She is. Oh, she's, she's an unbelievable human being. It's just incredible. But I was, they misclassified it at one point. And so we spent about four days prepping on how we were going to tell her that, you know, things weren't going to end well and how we're going to tell her sister. They classified it stage four through a long story, but... In that four days where you're sitting here prepping on how do you handle telling someone that they're, you know what I mean? It's someone who's uh, only been here for a little bit of time. Yeah. And, it's, this is it. and then there's a sister like, yeah. yeah, like how do you do? And I had my hair done and I'm getting coffees and I'm out and about because I have to do it. And I just, that, I, that blew me away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's other, I figured if someone was going through something this hard that, um, they're at home, like under blankets. You're not going to see them. Yeah. And I, I had, and I'm, I wanted to like barf with sadness and shame and regret for all the times that I had been rude to people. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I couldn't believe it that there's possibly someone having a day like this that I had been rude of yeah. to someday. And so I'm like, how do I like show this and and push this out and and get this out to people? And it just kind of came to my wife and I, and we started building it and researching and prepping and like what you know and so that's what the intention is behind this, to let people see that good and bad, yeah. we all have incredible lives. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Vibe with Humanity podcast. I'm here tonight with Tamara Sandifer, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Miss T. <laughs> now, Miss T is an award-winning entrepreneur. She's a professional dance instructor, and her students have gone on to dance for Justin Bieber, Jennifer Lopez, mm -hmm. big names like that. She's a youth mentor, a youth motivator. She's a philanthropist bent on teaching the underserved creative and critical life skills so they have a chance to succeed. Mm. There's a long list of accolades <laughs> that I could go through, but I had to pick a few amongst those. Forbes 50 cultural winner, yeah. um, NABO, N-A-W-B-O, mm -hmm. National Association of Women Business, Business Owners, Owners. Mm -hmm. Outstanding Woman Leader of the Year, 2022 <laughs> California Legislative Caucus, California Woman of the Year. Mm -hmm. I think I butchered that. No, you um, got it. You got it. You're okay, good. good. You're good. So we're on You're the rocking right and track. rolling. Yep. Um, the list goes on. In 2005, she started Studio T Urban Dance Academy, mm -hmm. which she basically went to areas where there was people going through hard times mm -hmm. and troubled areas underserved. And she would gather them in public areas and show them how to dance and yeah. give them camaraderie and community mm -hmm. and purpose and pride. And then it got too hot. Yeah. And so <laughs> she had to buy a building, went all in. Longer story. I won't steal her thunder. But yeah. fast forward, it's turned into Studio T Arts and Entertainment, which mm -hmm. is a six-faceted, six-part business of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And a couple notable parts. One of them is called Pass It On. And it's basically this... Pass to class. Pass to class. You I'm sorry. It. You I'm got sorry. it. You got it. Um, it's basically this online learning platform yeah. of sorts. And it turned into, during the pandemic, a way that teachers and parents could go learn recess techniques or sure. dance classes yeah. or uh, physical education. Mm -hmm. So it really Budgeting, blossomed. saving, mm -hmm. meal prep, groceries, saving money on your groceries, so many different so cool. features. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I usually, <laughs> I like to ask people what they're passionate about, but um, we, we obviously know that's dance. Would you mind uh, sharing how dance came about in your life? In my community, my culture, the black community, dance is how we talk. Mm. Um, it's what helps us overcome. 
So you you go to a family reunion or a barbecue at the park or a birthday party or Thanksgiving or Christmas gathering. <laughs> I've never you heard play it the like right that. song. Dance is how we talk. I love that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. play the right song, and it's not something that we learn in a class. It's not something that anybody ever directs. It's just this one does it, then this one adds on, then this one adds on. And before you know it, the entire family's in the living room or in the middle of a park, and we're all doing the same thing. And mm. it's just amazing. So tap and, and jazz and ballet and contemporary, those all have a set of standards and rules that they follow. Or hip hop is just like, what do you feel? Yeah, what do you feel? What do you feel in this moment, actually? That's Not awesome. what do you feel? Like, what is right now? What do you feel? What does this song make you feel? And what happens if the beat just drops? Boom. What does mm. that make you feel? So. When you're a kid, dance helped you cope with some tough circumstances. Oh, absolutely. Is there any part of that that you are comfortable sharing? Some yeah, of your certainly. circumstances that might have shaped who you are today? Certainly. Um, so I grew up in a city called Richmond, California. It's in the Bay Area, not very far from Oakland. You know, my mom was a single mom, six kids. And it was really hard. It was really, really difficult for us. So, you know, you go through traumatic experiences, anything from, you know, being in an atmosphere where there's gang violence all the time, growing mm. up in the height of the crack epidemic, where you're losing your parents in the, in that process, um, not having enough resources to survive, something simple like being in a household where you, the water gets cut off or there's no heat and it's, it's, it's winter time and, you know, there's trauma there. And then just being in an atmosphere with, with other people that are not the, the best kind of humans, all the time, you know, you're getting your stuff stolen every day. You can get beat up on the way to school or you may not even make it to school. So, uh, you know, growing up, you know, trauma really, um, you know, I, I look back on it sometimes. And, you know, I have moments where I was like, wow, that was really crappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh, how, well, really? Really? <laughs> right. But then, uh, you know, you, you, then you're gifted wisdom and understanding when you ask the question, like the why, why was it so difficult? And I look at it now and I think that it was preparation. Mm. I think that I, you know, there were pockets of us that were going through these, these, you know, really gnarly situations back in the day. But today it's so widespread. I mean, people going through trauma, people um, really being challenged in the communities that they live in, not having enough resources, whether it's, it's food or their basic needs being met or, um, technologically disadvantaged, they don't have access to the tools that that, that are the standards of the day. This day and age. Well, that and that's how that's but that's where your opportunities come from. That's, that's where you mean. have yeah. how you can get employed. You know, mm-hmm. you want to you want a job? That well, go online and fill out an application. Well, what if you don't have access to that? So I just learned that my upbringing really was preparatory for you know not just the work that I'm doing, but the kind of human that I get to show up as in other people's lives. I can say I have cultural equity. I went through that mm-hmm. and I made it through that. So give me your hand, let's, let's, let's do this together. And I can really walk people through you know, their trauma and then, they, and then teach them how to use that trauma and, 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 and turn it into something that works for them. And most often that's through entrepreneurship. There's a lot of people that went through some really difficult epic fails but those are all setups. You can take that and make gold out of that. And most often people don't think about that. They think, oh my God, I failed. But did you leave all the lessons on the table? Mm. Did you learn through the failure? Never leave a lesson on the table. This and is, so, your Side Hustle Academy is one of the facets of Studio T Arts oh, and yeah. Entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Is yep, this yep, kind yep. of where that was birthed yeah, from? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, well, entrepreneurship, again, is super key, especially if you, if you go to you know, communities of color where we always have a hustle. Mm. You know, we, we, we do what we can by way of occupation, but either we're, we're making beats or we're making music or we're selling sandwiches or we're doing something on the side that's giving hustling. us a little more. We're braiding hair or doing something that's making us more money. So Side Hustle Academy was super key during COVID, largely because no one could clock in at work. Mm. And then and then corporate America wasn't wasn't super prepared for everybody to work remotely. So everybody kicked into well, I got to make money somehow. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurship under the under the guise of Side Hustle Academy has been a big thing, not just for our young people, but their parents. So we we can continue to teach them. Yes, you got this gift, but let's let's learn how to monetize this gift, and then let's learn how to make this into a business. There's paperwork, there's standards, there's systems, yeah. there's structures. These things are not not taught. Sometimes you got to go to school and even what you learn in school doesn't prepare you for corporate America. And so, you know, again, Side Hustle Academy was super key uh, for a lot of people making it during the pandemic. 
um, by way of, of providing them with supplemental um, resources so they could survive. Wow. So your childhood built grit and tenacity, sure. but it also built in empathy to yeah. you and, and a certain amount of humility and a, and a depth to who you are. So yeah. you can relate to a ton of different people and yeah. get their trust and teach them these things. You are right about that. That's very well articulated. You're hundred percent right. Mm. And I think that that is vitally important. And I, I can see where there's some lack of that. If you just kind of scan the global, yeah. the global landscape of, of human, I think that some, if we had more people that had that, that, that empathy, if you can take what you've experienced and then watch somebody else experiencing that, have the empathy to help them through it. Cause you made it through it. I think that that would reshape our world and we have a lot least, less. Yeah. And, and not judge, not yeah. think you're better than, yeah. and not oh think God, that no. that person can't teach you something. Yeah. Not better yeah. than different from mm. not better than different from definitely, but not, not better, better than. than. Yeah. Mm -mm. And that's a, that's a terrible place to live on either side. If you feel like you're living in a area or position in life where people feel better than you. And mm -hmm. if you're a person that feels better than any other human being for any reason, that's a terribly lonely, awful place. Yeah. You are right about that. You're mm. right about that. So that prepared you for the amount, because also all the stuff that I listed and all the stuff that you've talked about, that's got to take a toll on you. And so that fifth and sixth gear that you have comes from the motivation to help people yeah. because you, f you know what it feels like to be where they're at. So I imagine yeah. there's some sort of, if not me, who I can't slow down type yeah. of motivation. Um, and I also, well, th th that does exist sometimes, but I think uh, once you become clear about why you're here... I know why I'm here, and I know I have a, a prescribed window of time to accomplish what I was designed to accomplish. And so when I think about, okay, well, maybe, you know, I don't want to do this, or I feel tired today, and I want to sleep in, or this is really hard, or um, this person really hurt me, and, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded, God made me for this. Mm. And I have a window of time to accomplish what he sent me to accomplish. And at some point, I'm going to transition to eternity. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to learn lessons there that I should have learned here by way of serving people, loving people, helping mm -hmm. people, supporting people, guiding people, hugging people, crying with them when they need somebody to cry with them, laugh with them when they need somebody to laugh with them. I never want to miss an opportunity to show up in somebody's life because I know why I'm here. That's why I'm here. And if everybody can remember, yeah, okay, the careers are great. The accolades are great. But we were created to be a family. We mm. were created to love each other. We were created to support each other. We were created to thrive and grow and develop and innovate together. That's why we were created here. And this is one big college campus. So if we can uh -huh. just get to the point where we all realize we're all learning, we're all growing, and we help each other through the process of that then I think it makes things a lot easier to just keep keep doing and then keep showing up. Like it's never a question if you get a phone call or I get a text message or, you know, someone who's doing something amazing by way of a, a channel that's celebrating the people doing good in life. And I get that call. And then three days later, I'm having a conversation with another brilliant human being who just figured out why they're here. Mm. So no, it, you know, every now and again, if I allow myself to have a selfish moment, that thought may present itself, but I never give the thought the opportunity to, to root or build a nest. And so it develops into something I'm like, mm, that's not my thought. I'm going to let that one go because it doesn't, no matter what I, I know I can sleep when I'm dead. Huh. I don't need that now, right now I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. And, um, so I'm very, very aware, I think, is, is to answer your question. I think I'm very aware that I'm here for a reason, yeah. and I want my well done. Uh, when I'm standing in front of the absolute creator of everything that's good and perfect and right and just, and he says, well done. That got me. Yeah, so wow. that's what I want. Okay, so, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that is incredible. Now, yeah. are you able to quantify with words what you're here for? And I'm not asking you to do it, but when you say, I'm here for a purpose, I'm here to accomplish, does it feel like a knowing or a calling? Or like, Absolutely. What is it? Yeah. Can you describe that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, certainly. Like, I'm, I'm here to serve people by any means necessary. Hmm. It is my job. It is my call. It is my, my gift, using my gifting, my time, my talent, my financial resources by any means necessary. 
It is my call to help people through their trauma. It's my call to help people through their challenge. I'm not a clinical person, so I'm not going to sit and have a, a psychological discussion with you, but I will take your hand. But you're also not burdened by those you. guidelines. No, I no, I don't fantastic. have boxes. I don't have ceilings. I don't have limits because sometimes, you know, it's, it's something as simple as a my kids, you know, there's these bull, anti-bullying campaigns and we got to figure out how to make kids kind. And da, 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 da. When I find that, well, why don't you ask them, why are you getting picked on? Wow. Oh, well, so-and-so's, you know, don't take my shoes, well, Walmart shoes and their Shaq shoes and my mom don't have money to get Jordans. Okay. And then when we do get Jordans, that's the only pair of shoes we have. So I, I can't do P.E., because he's my only shoes. So I can't, so I'm gonna get an F, I'm gonna get an L and PE, plus the kids hate me. So if I wear the shoes that I can't get messed up, it's a snowball. Mm. So, okay, here's the answer. Baby, we'll just, Miss T just get you some shoes. Mm. We'll just get you some shoes. Now he's got friends. Yo, Paul, you see them? Yeah, you see, you got the J's. Yeah, yeah I got the J's. <laughs> so for me, sometimes it's just showing up with something as simple as shoes. Something mm-hmm. as simple as, Hygiene items, knowing the, the, the people that I'm positioned to service, sometimes they have to make a, a tough choice. Do I buy food or do I buy hair care products? Hmm. Or hugs, like you mentioned. What is physical contact? You know what's crazy to think about? So say you buy someone's shoes, mm-hmm. they've got friends. This is the part that I've kind of seen in the last couple of years is sure. that we're all connected. So sure. an act like that might seem like, okay, $40 pair of shoes, but but that could have changed the course of that person's life, inspired them. And then they inspired two people and that person's president or this person starts a world peace movement. These little acts of kindness right down to eye contact and how are you doing Mm -hmm. or big. Yeah, big. They're Mm -hmm. rippling to everything. Mm -hmm. What you're putting out into humanity, you're getting back. And I think when people think about giving back, I think they think either, you know, checks, okay, 10% tithe or whatever, or like, let me go volunteer my time. But I I remember I asked you on the phone, like, what do you think the easiest way people can give back right now? And you, you, no hesitation. You said, go take your neighbor's trash can up. Boom. Yeah. Like, what what does that do? Imagine that that person comes out and somebody did this for me. Well, I'm going to do something for someone else. There you go. There you go. Go, you go into a park, pick up the trash. Mm-hmm. Don't leave. Make it better before you go. Mm-hmm. You're in the, the Starbucks. Wipe the counter down. People make a mess when they're putting their creamer in their coffee. You go into a bathroom in a restaurant. The, the sinks are always wet and there's crap on the floor. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. Wipe the sink down. Someone comes into a nice orderly bathroom. That's one less thing that the person who's hired. I know that they're hired to do that, but wow, people care. Yeah, people care. I know yeah. you work hard and I, I know you must work hard outside of this because this is your, this is your job. So here. It's nothing. You're in the airport. You help. I got you. The lady's mm. sitting there in the wheelchair. She's just sitting there waiting for someone to wheel her somewhere. Have a conversation. Hi. I like How that. are you? You ready I to get like on this that. plane? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. Where are you going? It's it's nothing. It's not it's not difficult. It's just different. Mm-hmm. But it's not difficult. And it's wow. the easiest of things to do something transformative. You don't have to. It's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. It's hello. Yeah. And, and even the intention as well. Mm-hmm. Like you, nobody's, nobody's going to know that you cleaned up the bathroom, but somebody who's responsible for that bathroom yeah, is going to come go. in and be touched. Yep. Somebody didn't have to do this yep. and they did that. You know, that's, that's good intention. That yep. impacts people too. Yep. Wow. So your teenage years, what, <laughs> what memorable, exp- well, first of all, actually I want to ask you, what's your, what's one of your happiest moments from childhood? Um, cheerleading. Yeah. yeah, How long did you do that? I did that all of high school. In fact, I established our first um, dance program or dance team at my high school. Um, That was 31 years ago. And it's still there, still going strong. But I met a lady named Charlotte Spangler. And somehow she could see me. And it's a thing um, when you're so accustomed to being invisible. Um, there were a lot of things about my life that a lot of people didn't know, didn't see. They didn't know the challenge and the trauma that I was enduring. For some reason, she could see me. Mm. And being visible to her um, gave me the confidence 
to do something that, you know, was very, very hard for me. And that was try out with a bunch of girls that I knew had training forever and ever and ever. And I'd never had a class. It turned out to be one of the very best things that ever happened to me as a result of um, as a as a performer. Um, but it gave me the confidence to to do more. And I remember being in my senior year and a bunch of us young ladies auditioning uh, for this special camp that we would know about if we made it. And um, I was the one that made it. And it was actually an opportunity to work with uh, Paula Abdul at one of her first ever camps. But, you know, I was excited that I made it. But there was some expense involved. And again, single mom, limited income. Um, You know, I had a little job, but it wasn't enough to cover for a flight to go and participate in this camp. So I missed the opportunity. But one of the greatest moments was the fact that I made it. And, um, And I was the one that was least likely to make it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have all the training and I didn't have all the stuff, but I had, I guess they saw something in me that, uh, you know, my coach saw in me and I, I took the shot and uh, it was big for me. You communicated yeah. to them yeah. something through your yeah. dance, like you yeah. said. But it gave me, um, it gave me vision. I'm like, wait a second, I can do this. Hmm. And um, I've, I've carried that you can do this for the, it's been a thread my entire life. Wow. Of course you can, T. You can do this. So when did you transition? To, like, when did you know, I'm, I'm here to serve, I'm here to help people, I, can, I have a skill set that can be used for good, and I know at some point a mentor came into your life, but do you remember how old you were when you first thought, I'm going to do something that serves communities, oh, or was that the thought process? I, when I was a kid. Hmm. When I was a kid. Like, sometimes we didn't have food. Okay, T, go find food. Sometimes hmm. we didn't, you know... We didn't know how to read. KT, figure it out so you can help them. Teaching my brothers, teaching them the colors, teaching, teaching them how to tie their shoelaces. I, I, I don't know that I can remember a time when I didn't. But, but again, you're in a family that's limited. And your mom's, you know, off trying to make things work. And yeah. We spent an absurd amount of time alone with each other. We became, you know, each other's keepers and, and teachers and protectors and providers. We are you guys really still close to, today? Yeah. We That's are. awesome. Yeah. We That's are. so cool. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't remember not doing that. And then, you know, there's other, you grow up in a community where that need is everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I don't hear about something and think, wow, it's too bad for you guys. It's like, no, we rally and we figure out how to help. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it was. You know, we want, we, if one can make it, then we make it. Yeah. And no man left behind. So how, how do you take that attitude and from uh, intent mm-hmm. to professional? Um, I've always had a, a, again, the Side Hustle Academy came from T always having side hustles. So I, I learned, uh, I was very studious, spent an absurd amount of time in books. Mm. Um, my happy place was under the bed with a book. Where did you younger. access the books? Um, the school libraries. Um, That's awesome. And then public libraries, you know. Um, this is all pre-internet, so you know I had to do a lot of self-study, and I knew, you know, if you're going to make it, you, it's because you made it. it. It's not because someone came and rescued you yeah. because that didn't happen. Nobody's picking So if me you're going to make it, it's because you made it. And so I knew that I wanted to be more. I wanted to help more. I wanted to do more. I knew money was a very important part of being able to do more. So I said, okay, I have to figure out how to monetize my myself, my skill sets, my talents. So business was a natural lean-in. So I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books, and I put a lot of things in practice, and I failed a lot. And um, But I learned, you know, failing failing is not bad. Failing is just part of the process. And so, I, again, I always, I always, I quote this to my young people all the time. When they when they have a misstep or they, they, they fail, did you get the lesson? Because in every failure, and I've had some very, very big ones, um, I never leave a lesson on the table. I make sure that I'm get, getting everything out of the experience that I was, that I should get. That's going to pr- prepare me for whatever level is next. But it's a part of the process. So you know, just learning by doing is a, a very big thing for me. And then as far as the business piece, aligning myself with people that, you know, I'm I'm not afraid to ask for help. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I stay teachable. I'm a student. I'm always a student. I want to learn, man. I got to learn because if I can learn then I can teach it to others. So the more I learn, the more I can share, the more I grow, I can help other people grow. So I'll ask anybody a question and I'll take it however it's packaged. You can be yelling at me. You can be mad. You can use whatever language you want as long as you're getting me the information and the education I need to be better. 
to help so others. I can help other people be oh better. Oh my gosh, that I have goosebumps. That's a I have never heard the end link of that. Enduring hard times and wanting to be open and humble and learn yeah. and open book, but to help others. Yeah. That's how you can endure being yep. screamed at and things like yeah. that. Because wow. it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I don't care how you give me the information. Just get me the intel. Mm. I don't care if you like me or if you, you, you love me. And then me. you don't have to scream it to the next person. <laughs> no, I just want the information and the education because I know if you get it to me, I'll get it to thousands of people mm. before they get corrupted by something traumatic. And then get they'll have a legitimate shot at doing something great with uh, the agreement that I'm going to share this with you. But you need to find 20 of you. I'm going to help you, but I'm only going to help you if you agree that you will be then tasked to help 20 of you. You find them because they're there and you give them what I'm gifting you. This is a gift and gifts are meant to be given. Wow. Wow. Are you comfortable sharing one of those failures and what lesson you took from it? Oh yeah, sure. So, um, in 2005, um, I was um, just trying to follow the path that other people did that, you know, that are in the dance business. You know, they, okay. they say, okay, if you want to dance, then you got to do a dance studio. And I'm like, a dance studio. But I'd never, I'd never been to a dance studio, but I was just following the model that other people did. So I bought a half million dollar building. Um, just, you know, that was my first experience with a dance business. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'm about to buy Went a building. Big. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was in, uh, that was 2006, 2007. And then the bottom fell out of everything in 2008. Yeah. And okay. so I took um, an early retirement from the phone company. I was a network engineer with the phone company. Again, oh, wow. learned through books, all self-study. Wow. And uh, never never had a degree. I had a high school diploma, landed the job. People Route were, switch? Huh? Route switch? All day. Right. Okay, there you go. There, I worked at Cisco. I'm, I know the language all a little day. bit. <laughs> C plus certification, the whole bit. Yeah, I got wow, it. Wow, self-taught yeah. that. Yeah, okay, well, that's... I mean, but if somebody wrote a book and I studied it, yeah. and that's how I learned. And then I looked over shoulders of all the techie guys. But I took a Sorry. retirement and took that, my 401k, a second on my house, and bought this building. <laughs> and then the bottom falls out of everything. Oh. So I lost the building. I lost my savings. I lost my 401k. I didn't have a job and I lost my house and I ended up uh, homeless with my kids and uh, my husband at the time we were living in a hotel and um, I mean, we had no place to go, no place to go. I was, I was, um, I was putting my hands on my gas, my car, the gas tank, and I had to pray because I had no money for gas, but I was going out finding work. It was a really, really gnarly time. And I grew up as I'm a welfare kid. I grew up on welfare, and I uh, remember, you know, when I was younger, I said, "I'll never be on welfare. I'll never." So I remember, uh, I remember even during that time, I had to, you know, go and apply for welfare. It was really, really hard. Just going to the office, and then going yeah. to the office and seeing people that used to take your classes. Sure. And stuff. It was like, oh, oh no. God, oh. you know, so wow. you, you know. But but again, that that again was a gift. Because they gave me an option. They said, okay, we're going to give you these services, but you have to find a job, which I had been diligently looking for, um, or you have to go back to school mm. full time. And I'm thinking, I'm a pretty sharp cat. I like to learn. Sure. And so I went to school and, um, and I studied photography, which is what I really enjoyed, along with dance and, and videography. I think they all coupled together. And I think sometimes people try to separate things, but that's all part of entertainment. So I went back and learned something that uh, created an entire department that I have right now. And um, I was able to graduate with a college degree. Um, is that the media and production department yeah. where people can come use your studio yeah. and host? A, okay, that's... That's incredible. So yep. people can come in and get professional. <laughs> I don't even know where to start here, but that's people can come in, get professional photos, host a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, get on video, and have access to profe- sizzle reels, yeah. and then put it on their social movies. media, mm-hmm. market themselves. Yep, that's yep. incredible. We have clients anywhere from assembly members for the state to mayors to to city agencies, council members, large corporations like the Golden Ones, small corporations, you name it. They wow. all come in. We all, our young people make their, uh, their content. And again, it started with me sharing what I learned with three young men. 
And um, it's definitely blossomed since then. But again, during COVID, we had a lot of businesses that didn't know how to go virtual. Mm. And um, so we use those services to help small businesses get online, um, anywhere from graphic design, web development, videography, photography. And then the podcast studios, we actually have several recording studios. We have eight. You know, and then you do any of that, you know, by way of production in conjunction with um, things like dance or things like we have a full uh, commercial kitchen with broadcast capabilities so that we can teach meal prep and things like that. And it goes right into people's homes. So all of that stuff was uh, really instigated when T was forced to go back to school because she was homeless and had to get Mm. on welfare. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, I digressed you. So (laughs) photography and dance intertwined. Yeah. And then did you finish that degree? And what was the step after that? Yeah, I finished the degree. Uh, and at the time, you know, I I became, you know, a single parent. Like the relationship really couldn't survive all the... Mm-hmm. I mean, we were getting hammered and it was really, really tough. And, and we started Super being tough. really unkind to each other. And we just, it, was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, I, I started rebuilding my company, uh, rebuilding my life because I was single Uh, raising three kids and uh, two of them had medical problems, one of which um, had epilepsy and we didn't know until she drowned to death in the bathtub. So when I found her, she was blue and uh, had to do CPR and got her heart going. She was in a coma for a bit. And uh, so, you know, again, that was another another challenge, another extreme challenge. But, you know, all of these, these things are happening, you know, uh, during the course of your bottom of your life just fell out and um, and then you're a college student and you're building a business and you're, you know, trying to rebuild your family and get them healing through the process of trauma that they just experienced. And keep your mind right. And Remember. not go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and not go crazy. What it's was the thing. biggest tool you used to not go crazy? Oh, I love God. Your faith. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is mm. real and the word of God is real. It works in my life. I have I have no other explanation other than the miraculous um, power of a living God. I know that I was, I was rescued multiple times. I know that, um, you know, when you talk about salvation, I know I was saved. I can't even articulate in English words the multitude of times that um, the presence of God um kept me sane, kept me going in the right direction, kept me, you know, finding the right opportunities at the right time or or just a breath prayer. Sometimes that's all you have is a breath prayer, God help. Mm. And then someone knocks on your door with groceries. How do you explain it? Mm. So um what kept me sane was I have a I have a relationship with a living God. And he shows himself very faithful to me every day so i never ever make the mistake in thinking that t it's the great t and she's doing all of this nope it's not someone is very very present in my life and um and he's good to me he's very very good to me and because he's good to me i can be good to people Mm. and um and i know that um when you can live through what i've lived through knowing that you know people were sent to you People were inspired to help you. People were, um, you know, guided to support you or guided to guide you. Then it makes it really easy to honor and obey when you get that, 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 that nudge to wipe a counter off or mm. don't you leave that there, T. What does that look? What does that feel like to you? Is it a voice or is it a knowing or is the, is it an inspiration that comes through you? It's you all mentioned- of it. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it sounds like me, but it's not something I thought, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Or sometimes it's something like, you know, how you can imagine, you can vision, you can visually see something. So for example, the building that I have now, I've seen it for the past 20 years. So people say, are you so excited? And I'm like, no, I've been living in this for, for years. Mm -hmm. So I'm just excited that you finally get to see it. (laughs) So it's the equivalent of, you know, a woman finding out she's going to have a baby. She knows about the baby for nine months. So when people say, are you so excited? Like, I've been doing this for nine months. Yeah. Like nine months. I'm excited that you can now see what I've been doing for mm. nine months. So okay. it's kind of like that. You can see things. Um, but I know it's, 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 it's the Lord using my imagination to show me, okay, this direction, that direction. 
which gives me the courage and confidence to do things that are completely out of my scope and realm of under education and understanding because I can see it. Um, another thing is, is, is I'll get a thought, an idea, um, and then someone will say, hey, you should. And it confirms okay. that. Okay, that gave me goosebumps again. Right, I'm experiencing certain things like that. Okay, I'm not going to go through them, but yeah, sure. <clears throat> this is super helpful. I interrupted you, and I have no idea where I'm going, <laughs> but that's amazing. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if? Do you ever put time in wondering if these are good signs or from God, or do you ever feel like things come to you and you're like, I don't know where that came from, but I don't think I'm going to follow that. Here's what I know about thought. God. Mm -hmm. He leads by red lights. If you're not getting a red, go. And so if I get something, I go. But if he wants me to go left or right, he'll throw up a red sign. And it could be in the form of this is not flowing. It could be in the form of you, you get that thing in your gut and you're like, ah, trust it. I, okay. Trust it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But other than that. Green means go, baby. And not flowing, meaning you would have to force it or you're trying, like, yeah. I, know, I yeah. know what you're talking about. And if it makes, if it gives you, I think, I think people have lost trust in their instincts and their gut. Those are things that are gifted to you to give you the barometer uh, or even the, the compass to which way to go or which person to work with. We yes. all have it. It's just that most often people don't trust it. And I've learned to trick like, mm, I don't know. Or it's easy to even like when you get that, that, that icky thing, when uh, you've done something, you, you know, that's how you know you hurt somebody yeah. or you did a thing that's yeah. not so good. So we have built into us instincts that guide us. But as long as you got peace on the journey, baby, mm. pedal to the metal. Green means go, go. You'll yeah. know when to stop. You'll know when to pause for yellow. You'll know when to rethink some things. But it, it's it's built into each human being. And if you look at the people that are wildly successful, they trust that about themselves. Mm. Trust your gut. Yeah. I mean, look at the the Steve Jobs and the Bill Gates and the the Elon Musk. You know, they're quirky guys. If you you really examine the holistic, you know compass or the landscape sure. of their lives. I'm like, you just are a weird cat. I like you. I'm weird. You're weird. Let's just be weird and go Let's do, do some stuff. Weird Let's... people unite. Mm -hmm. But they but they trust their instincts and what it what it's done for humanity is it's 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 like a nuclear explosion. Everything's different. But that's because they trusted the part of themselves that didn't make sense to anybody else. Mm. And that's what I've done. I know what I'm doing doesn't always make sense to people. I'm light years ahead of anybody industry that could be taking the the performing arts and doing something remarkable with them. And I couldn't get 20 years ago when I was trying to do all of this, you know, by the business, how they did. Right. I couldn't get anybody to understand what I was talking about. Mm. Now they're like, oh, my God, she is a genius. Like, mm. no, I'm just obedient. <laughs> I like that. So do you think that's a form of answered prayers in a sense? So if you pray for guidance or for uh, receiving of something, do you just sit back and wait for coincidences, like you said, or people that come in out of nowhere? No, opportunity presents itself every millisecond. Okay. Most often people don't have the eyes to see it, the ears to hear it, or the heart to believe it. But opportunity is constantly presenting himself. Mm. The word of God that I study, it says that his blessings fall on the just and the unjust. And I think those blessings that fall, they're in the form of ideas. He starts in you before he starts to you. So things don't happen to you. They first happen in you. Wait, can you give an example of that? Sure. So yeah. you get the idea to do a, a podcast. Yes. Then all of a sudden, your wife gets the understanding and how to design your set. Mm -hmm. And no, sweetheart, don't use your cell phone. Use your cameras. And we this and this and this. But it first started in you. And I then you it started happening for you. So interiors first, exteriors easy. Hmm. But once you get in agreement with whatever the, the, the goal, the dream, the desire, the instinct, the, the opportunity, the idea everything around you has to shift and evolve and mm. explode in order for that thing because you just got an agreement with the dream. Mm. Most people don't agree with their dreams. It's a nice dream, but they don't say, yeah, I'm gonna do that. That's what's up, I like that. 
Once you do that, nothing can stop you. Yeah. Well, I don't think they've learned this language. Like everything you just described, that is learning the language of the gut, essentially. Sure, Trust, sure. Trusting your gut. Yep. And that's why I'm trying to unpack these questions, even for myself, is I want to learn more of that yep. language. Because I know what it feels like now to have inspiration come and then you just know yeah. to do something and you can't yep. explain it and yep. everyone else is laughing at you. You don't know yep. what you're doing. And, 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 you, and you have the confidence to, to step out of the boat mm. in the midst of the storm. And walk on water, even though nobody you know, nobody you've ever read about, nobody you've ever seen, and nobody that you know that's ever seen anybody or know anybody has ever done a thing even close to walking on a substance that is never solid. Yet, someone said that you trust that registers with you says one word, come. And if people will allow themselves to live that, I think that will, I think it opens them up to see the truth of the magnificence that they were created to experience. None of us were sent here with a mediocre mission. Nobody. I like that. Do you it's, think you can block yourself from this language and from the mission? But I, I think that you can lose sight of listening to that gut if you're doing things that you know you shouldn't be doing. That if part, you're violating your... It dulls <laughs> your it, well, no, what it dulls your senses. Uh. It dulls you. So, you know, I, I, I do the things that keep me sharp. Serving people keeps you sharp. Because hmm. sometimes it's, there, there are people... Like you mentioned something earlier, like, you know, you're doing a good things and you just go in for a simple hug. Do you know that there are people that have been so traumatized, abused physically... That if you go to hug them, they wince. Yeah, or yeah, or oh. you, or you'll catch a shot. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Because because yeah. instinct says that's too close. You might hurt me. So dealing with people, learning to love people, especially people that are hard to love, that keeps you sharp, keeps your instincts sharp. Hmm. So as long as you maintain a a posture of service. I think it keeps you sharp. But once you lose that and start thinking about yourself, oh my gosh. it'll make that's, you dull. That's a wisdom bomb right there. I think that's the best barometer. You're just blowing my mind in this stuff. I think that is the best barometer. It is what I'm doing, this this green light that I'm feeling, does it benefit others? Sure. How many? Sure. How? Sure. And then you don't have to be stuck in yourself. How does this make me look? What does this do for me? What no. are people going to think of me? No. It doesn't matter. Because that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So you don't like me? That's because you don't know me. But mm-hmm. here, I'm going to hug you anyway. <laughs> uh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because either, either it helps you to identify where you're at and you can, you can sharpen yourself. Or it helps you to identify where, you, where they're at and how you can show up better or show up differently. In, in someone's life if they don't like you. Clearly there's something about you that I'm not seeing, knowing, understanding, or there's something about me that I'm not seeing, knowing, and understanding. Ooh. But through this service exchange, hopefully it's helping us both become better. Okay, T, then you need more patience if they're responding like this. Or talk less, T. Mm. Listen more. You're not hearing them, and that's why they're getting upset. Mm. Or, or you misunderstanding what you're hearing. Ask for clarity, get clarity. Or did they say this already and they're having to say it a fourth time and it's frustrating them because now they're feeling invisible to you and they really love you and look up to you and you can't see that they're going through an added layer of challenge just trying to have this relationship with you. Mm. So it's super ultra important. And again, I learned I learned the hard way. I learned yeah. the hard way. I can tell you story after story where I wasn't as attentive as I needed to be. And, and it cost. Mm. It cost. So I never, I never, I never, I never try. Look, I don't want to learn that lesson again. Right. I don't want somebody to lose their life or lose their career or lose their hope because T's not attentive, because T's not on her game. I'm like, no, you stay on your game. You won't have to fight to be on a game. But you, you, you showing up has the potential to someone not, not take their own lives. I mean, you're dealing with that kind of uh, volatility in, in, in people's lives every day. And we don't even know it. We're standing next to those people in the grocery store checking stuff out. Yes. Yes. Please be kind, people. Because <laughs> you, you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, I'm, you know, I know it's a thing just to kind of 
stay on, you know, the whole time, you know, all day, every day. But yeah. but that, that, that should be something that we're all looking to graduate to. I like that. You know? I like that. It's not always easy to stay on. It's a choice. Not mm. easy. It's a decision. So even if you're not feeling on, you can still you act can decide. On. You can decide to be mm. on in a moment. And what, what does that decision look like? Hey, I, even though I don't feel this way, and I, I I'm gonna act this way. Like I'm sure. gonna say something nice or not do something mean. Is that what you mean by make a decision? Yeah. Or, mm. And and I have a a standard practice, especially when I'm in in with in community, with people. Is something as simple as saying, "Hi." Mm. Hey, how you doing? Mm. What's up, baby? What's up? Oh, I felt that. That's okay. It's simple, and mm. it just sometimes people just need to be seen. Like you, you'll watch. You know, even the checker. I'm so glad you came to work today. Now, if you didn't come to work, I couldn't be getting this cake. Now, I know I don't need the cake, but I'm glad you're here because I'm gonna enjoy this cake. You having a good day? Mm. What's your name? Hmm. Most people don't do that. They don't. You know my. That's so cool. My brother's really big on that. He, mm. He's a younger brother, but he's a role model of mine. And he will be in a checkout line somewhere and something tells him, ask that person how their day is. Absolutely. And so he just listens to it. And he yep. said he can see people just light up like, whoa, you mean that. Yeah. You, you mean that. And he's like, it cost me nothing. nothing. It's nothing off my back. Nope. It's, and it just lifted that person's day up. And yep. that's what you're talking about. And sometimes you learn things about people. I've gotten, for example, I was in a... Coming back from the East Coast with a friend, uh, from visiting a friend, and I'm stuck in an airport and, because it's we're all snowed in, right? This this young man, he's looking for a table, and the guy's like, no, you can't sit here. And so he goes to sit at the bar, lady at the bar says, bar's not open, we're closed. It's, you know, in the middle of the night, and it's snowed in in the airport. And I'm sitting at a table, I'm like, well, you can sit with me. Come sit with me. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's sit with me. Like, so, okay, where are you going? Where'd you, where, you know, how are you going? Oh, I'm going to Sacramento. I'm going to here. I'm going there. And we just start having conversation. We're stuck in that airport overnight for 23 hours. Wow. We're stuck in that airport. By the end of the 23 hours, uh, I knew him. He knew me. Mm-hmm. We're having breakfast together. We're exchanging ideas. I find out, the relationships. I find out this guy manages all the media for the NBA. Anything you see on any ESPN channel. His team captures it, edits it, and produces it, and posts it, and shares it, and broadcasts it. And he couldn't find a place that he couldn't get anybody to give him some sort of kindness in the middle of the night. We're all trapped, and he couldn't find a place to sit with all his bags. Do you know that that man traveled all the way from New Jersey just to show up at a birthday party? He's also integral in a lot of my young men and my young ladies in media getting opportunities in the NBA. Wow. Wow. It was your intention that found that, you know? I, I just feel like that's that's one of those things. I, I'm not even going to be able to explain that. That's a fantastic story. Do you have any words of either advice or encouragement for kids that have... Uh, are going through or have been through a childhood like yours and it's still on them today and it's still impacting their ability to choose to, you know, be kind or whatever that is. Is there anything you can say, like anything you would offer? Yeah, it's all gold, baby. Anything you experience or endure in life, it's all gold. It's a setup. It's It's to prepare you for the ultimate you that you're designed to come. So never look at it as a deficit. Look for the lessons in it. Somehow, some way, you made it through it. There are people that do not make it through trauma. Mm. It costs them their lives, but not you. You're still here. So what do you do with the gold that's called the difficulty that you went through? You made it through. Never quit. Never quit. What are your dreams? What are your goals? What are your desires? What do you want? Never quit until you have those things. Because what you're seeing, what you're sensing, what you're thinking, what you're believing it's all right. The bigness of it is all right. And it's for you. And the fact that you made it through this tells me you can make it to this. So keep going. Mm. Take the lesson from it. There's a lesson in everything. What are you most excited about looking in the next five years? Um, 
Well, a couple things. I think as far as the scaling of the business is concerned, we get the the great privilege of occupying more states. So we are in uh, we're headquartered in Sacramento. Uh, we also are in San Diego. We're in Fresno. So we have a good strong. Uh, vein or pipeline through the state of California. So I'm thrilled about that. But we're adding um, Tulsa, Oklahoma and Black Wall Street and uh, Philadelphia. We'll be there site scouting in a a week or two. I'm looking forward to that. Harlem, New York. We've been in talks with the city of New York for a couple of years now and we're ready to activate. And then Atlanta, Georgia. So just really, you know, I know that what we've done by way of a building and creating here in, in California, it works. Now I'm excited about um, seeing if we can, you know, dive into other cultures and other states and other communities and get the same results. I know that, you know, our, our kids are not just struggling here. They're just struggling. And the more we can expand and reach and touch and hug and, mm. and encourage and inspire in other states, the, the ultimate goal is if we get enough places and deposit who we are and what we do and, and build up a bunch of leaders, then eventually we can dominate what we're doing, you know, nationally. And we're also scheduled to uh, take up residency in, in Zimbabwe and uh, in Ghana. And so I'm looking forward to that. You know, the heart of that dance is it, it has a different meaning in Africa. That's how they they definitely communicate. That's how they, you know, they communicate not just with each other, but, you know, with the gods when they need rain and mm. things like that. So dance to them is not something you learn in a class. Dance is, is what you do is, is, is a part of your, your cultural norms. So I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, not just work with them and, and teach them, but to learn. I know I have a lot to learn still, so I'm looking forward to my young people having a cultural exchange. You mentioned other cultures. Does this program have to be tailored to, say, uh, an Indian culture or Mm. uh, people from the Middle East? Or is is this a universal template that can be used anywhere in the United States? Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And you'll find that a lot of the the styling of of dance here in the United States is, is inspired by these other cultures. So again, you know, when you when you say universal, the language is is definitely that. It's movement. It's movement. And so yeah. anytime that you can, you know, get the right beat and the right group of people, you can you can develop each other in in um, some very remarkable ways. People walk away thinking, seeing and believing and having confidence in who they can become. Mm. And so the more we can offer that, again, we're not just a dance program. We have so many different facets that are genuinely designed to help people win in life uh, creatively and entrepreneurially. So the hope is that we can scale that in a way that it causes the rest of the world to to stand up and and decide that. that they can serve people differently. I love that. These are big dreams, big goals, big works. <laughs> I imagine at times, and maybe I'm wrong, but do you ever get fear on you? And oh, yeah. How, how do you manage that? You face it. What, what do you mean? You, you, you face it. There's mm. nothing. Fear is not bad. Fear, fear protects you, for sure. It's an instinct that we're gifted so that we don't get ourselves into situations and circumstances that cause us harm. Mm-hmm. But... You know, if you can, if most people, when they have a fearful situation, they either run from it or they want to look at it or they cope. And I've just learned that, Uh, you know, fear, fear is going to either make you or it's going to break you, baby. But you get to choose. So when I have a fearful situation, my instinct is to run toward it, not from it. And most people run from it. And so, um, you know, when fear is facing you, it's facing you for a reason. Like, why do you have fear about this? Do some investigation. Why is this scary to you? Uh, is it because you're afraid to fail? Is it because you're afraid to get hurt? So you don't want to get into another relationship. Is it? Is it because you're, you're afraid that you won't have enough or that you're not enough? The fear presents itself for a reason. You feel fear for a reason. If you can Mm. examine why you're feeling the fear, then you can face the fear and beat it and then get on the other side of the the fear, which is, you know, wide open door to opportunity. So so identify the the fear, examine what it is in yourself so you know exactly what to face. Yeah. And then... It, it can dissolve at that point? Absolutely. Or it, will, wow. or it should strengthen you to go to the next level. So again, some people have a fear of, of spiders, but then some people don't have a fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. So whatever the fear is, it's not fear. It's whatever, it, it's something in you that's 
triggering fear. So if you can identify the something in you, you can strengthen you to face the fear and push past it. Then it, then, then there is no fear if you know what's what's generating yeah. it for you. But it's it's triggering you for a reason. So always go introspective when you have that feeling of fear. What is it? Hmm. Is it for safety? Is it for growth and you really are comfortable and you don't want to grow? Is mm. it, are you afraid because you think you're inadequate and you can't do this big thing? Like it, it, the mm. fear is for a reason. What's the reason? Why is it triggering you? Because this person's not afraid to jump off the cliff. Mm. They have a parachute. They'll jump. Why is it triggering fear in you? And then once you can get to the bottom of that, you can develop strategy. Once you got the strategy, green means go. And it helps when your why is to serve others. Oh my goodness. That's the understatement of the decade. That's incredible. If you keep that as a, your, your number one priority, it's the kindness, the generosity, the, the investment in other people, you, you never have to worry about another day of your life in your life. Just serve people. Mm-hmm. If you serve people, it, it'll strengthen you. It'll help you. You'll be fulfilled. Uh, you'll be loved. It'll it'll motivate you. Even on the days you don't want to wake up, you wake up. Um, mm. And it does something in you to help you, you know, keep examining you so that you, you grow and you evolve and you become. No one is gifted with the manual that to- tells you, you know, with this life, you're going to become this. You know, you learn that. And I find that most often you, you can't learn that alone. You have to learn that through relationship building and service and you know, I, I, again, I've learned that, you know, people know you by your fruit. You know, you examine somebody's life. Yes. So my hope is words. that, yeah, mm-hmm. no, people can say a thing, but do something oh, completely yeah. different. Oh, yeah. So it's always my hope that when someone is looking at my fruit, they see the, the pure, the lovely, the just, the excellent, the praiseworthy, the good report, the truth, the virtuous. You can feel fruit. it in people too. Yeah. You know, like when you, when you, get with someone I don't a lot of people can hide it through a screen but yeah. you can feel oh my gosh this person has good intentions yeah okay? maybe we're not aligned but I'm gonna at least see why we crossed paths yeah <laughs> and then your good intentions inspires good intention which mm-hmm. inspires good intention so the the ripple effect of just being good so you think a good intention can inspire a bad intention person to want to be good intentioned absolutely it, Haven't absolutely you seen it? Could. Yes. Haven't That's you a, seen yes. it? Yes. <laughs> now, as soon as I said that out loud, I'm like, oh, man. All day. Wow. So it's not a hard recipe. It's In my mind, it's just super simple. Just show up. Be good. All is well. That's awesome. I think I am the way I am when it comes to people. I know what it's like for someone to be in your life, and then they're gone. Mm. So... Yeah, you know, that's a that's a that's a thing. I don't take that for granted. I don't take a meeting for granted. I don't take a relationship for granted. Um, I give everything that I have to give because I know when when someone's life force is gone, like I think yeah. that's un- unless they choose to transition. But that's a tough thing. Wow. Okay, that's so transitioning as a choice so oh, yeah. meaning that you can either choose to cease and be done yeah. or can you expand on that a little bit absolutely that's, that's incredibly profound for absolutely me. so i think that you know for example my aunt you know just recently passed away she lived a very uh challenging life and a, an interesting lifestyle but you know maybe a couple months ago you know my mom called and she says auntie's in the in the hospital and will you pray and i'm like absolutely but but what am I praying for? Does she want to stay or does she, is she, is she ready to go? Mm. And she said, she wants to stay, you know? And so I, I, you know, again, I'm prayerful about it, but, um, she wanted to stay because you wanted her to stay. Mm. You say she wants to stay because you don't want her to go. So she hangs in there for two months, but you watch the decline. She's not eating and she picks up, she continues habits that are not healthy, that are lending to her, you know, this failure, that failure, that failure. And I'm saying to my mom for months, mom, are you sure she wants to stay? And so uh, she transitioned a handful of months or a handful of days ago. Mm. And um, I said, mom, she fought her fight. 
And I think she she stayed in the ring for this last couple of months, but I really think she was doing that for you and for her kids and for her grandchildren that just didn't want to see her go. But she made her decision a long time ago. So if you're watching someone and their 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 health is on the decline, if you're watching someone that says, "Oh yeah, um, you know they're not they're not thriving or pushing or or driving forward," um, I'm taught that without without a vision people perish. So if they're if they're not speaking future, if they're not speaking growth, if they're not I'm going to travel here, I'm going to do this, if they're the, the signs are there and and people are most often communicating but they're either they're hanging on for the people they love who are hanging on to them mm-hmm. or they're afraid of the transition process. Mm-hmm. But I think people I think people have the capacity to choose. And wow. either you fight or you bow out gracefully. Or, you know, you experience tragedy which that you let take you. And so I'm not implying that, you know, I know that might upset some people when they hear those sorts of things. I, uh, it might, but I agree with you. I, I told you about the guest that might come on someday who's mm-hmm. helped a lot of people transition. And he told a story of a man and wife and the man was holding on against all odds and couldn't figure it out. And this guy figured out that he was concerned about his wife. And so he brought the wife in to the guy and he, I, I will hard time getting through this one, but essentially he brought the wife in for the guy. He played him a song on their guitar. And then the guy realized he had a moment of lucidity out of his Alzheimer's and realized my wife's here. She's safe and let's go. And And dies right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, made the choice to transition. Yeah, it is. And I think that, you know, that's, that's, we're all gifted freedom of choice. Everybody is. You can choose to succeed. You can choose not to. You can choose to win. You can choose to fail. You can choose to show up in somebody's life and be a, a light and a guide. You can choose to stay in your box and make sure you're okay and only you are okay. We're gifted freedom of choice. There are no robots here. We're trying to create that, but there are no <laughs> robots here. If you were birthed born, you are gifted with freedom of choice and how you navigate this planet and how you exit it. And I think that's the beautiful thing about humanity. We get to choose who you want to be, how you want to be, how big you want to go, how much you want to grow and how much you don't. So if, if someone is watching this and, and they're not experiencing the, the successes or the, the peace or the the growth in their lives, in an instant, you can choose to change. That's the great thing about choice and desire and decision. In an instant, that can change. And I think that, you know, as long as we keep, as long as we stay mindful that we're a collective. I like that. And if we make it, it's because we made it. And given that we're a collective, staying mindful with the intent to serve Mm -hmm. is certainly going to help. Yeah, because if we make it, it's because we made it. Mm -hmm. This is one big, massive team effort for sure. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, I feel inspired, encouraged, and I know people can see the, the video and the, you know, the words and the sounds and see your body language, but the feeling that is in this room right now. And I just feel like we're pulsating goodness out into the world. And I thank you so much for sharing all this and being vulnerable. My pleasure. Can I offer one thing before we begin? Yes, please. I know with what I do, sometimes most often people don't know how to start or what to do Mm. um, when they want to start on their, their, their journey of good and, 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 and service and supporting and helping and encouraging and inspiring other people. And one of the things I try to help people do is if you can't start it on your own, find someone that is doing it and support them. Be a part of the movement, be a part of the mission, contribute to it. So most often, you know, when people ask what can they do for, you know, for the movement and the mission that we're doing with young people by way of arts, media and entrepreneurship, I I offer three ways. Number one, if you're an educator or someone who's masterful and and gifted and and inspired to, to share your gift, come come teach. 
well, I'll give you the tools and we'll get you get you connected with kids that are are like minded, like spirited, like cultured and give them what you got. The second thing is financial resources are helpful. We do a lot of social services through what we do. So if you're one of those very, very fortunate people and you have extra resources, five dollars, five cents, all of it counts and all of it helps get started. And the third thing is, you know, be a champion by way of, of sharing. There are people out here that are doing good things. Start telling people about that. There's this organization. There's Miss T's organization. There's Trevor's podcast. Be a champion and an advocate by information sharing. We already know, you know, all the bad stuff that's going on. We're inundated with that. Yeah. Start being a champion for sharing all the good stuff that's going on. Sometimes people don't know what they don't know. It's- be a mouthpiece for good. I love that. I love that. That's what that's what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm so glad you added that. Miss Now T, we can shake hands. <laughs> amazing. 